Welcome everyone to the L7C podcast, wrestling edition. We have our wrestling expert back with us, Jacob Mason. How you doing today, brother? I am fantastic, Martin. How are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing well, man. It's always good to just finally come home and talk some good old wrestling. Absolutely. I'm stoked for today's episode. I am too, especially we're going to be talking about the end. So we're going to hit a couple things today. We're going to talk about the nasty spot uh, Matt Hardy took. We're going to talk about NXT Super Tuesday 2, Finn and Adam Cole, the results of that. We're going to talk about Rusev, well, Mirio going to AEW. And then the big thing conversation we're going to be talking about today is the third party ban heard around the world with uh, WWE. And that is going to be the portion of this episode. So you're going to hear both of our thoughts and how this started what's it mean where do we go from here that's going to be later on in the show so i want to start off with matt hardy with the bump he took the last aew pay-per-view it was pretty nasty it looked i thought he was dead to be honest (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna lie and like they rushed him to the hospital he's alive he hasn't died would have been a whole bunch of rfp matt hardy's but that, that bump was just nasty. I don't even know if that was necessary. What did you think about it when you saw that bump? So I, I caught the, when I seen the bump, like I, 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 I was like gasped, literally seeing that he's done. Like I thought that was, that, that's his last bump because he hit hard. I mean, they overshot, you know, where they had the boxes and the table set up, you know, take the whole, the majority of the force and they overshot it. And, oh, that was brutal. That was one hell of a sight to see. The, a lot of stuff I seen afterwards was AEW saying, Matt's fine, he's okay, blah, 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 blah. And then you got Revy, Hardy, Matt's wife, yeah. posting on social media, freaking out, saying this is he has a concussion, he has all these things. And ooh, the kayfabe is real. <laughs> it's <laughs> real to me because I who do you believe in this situation? And even I seen later that Chris Jericho uh, it was on a podcast, if I remember, or he did some sort of interview, but he said, uh, Matt Hardy's fine. Don't believe everything you read on the internet. So, but Matt came out and, you know, he said he's fine. Whether he has a concussion or not, who knows? That was the first big major botch bump in AEW. How do you think they handled it? I think with that situation, I think from the years of watching wrestling, I think I lean to always believe the significant other, especially if they're not in the company because they won't get repercussions if they speak. I was like, oh, no, he had a concussion. This is BS. Um, And he's not that. Yeah, you're right. It was the first bad bump I think I've ever seen on AEW, too. They've been pretty cautious. But I feel like he did have a concussion. I feel like they sh- he shouldn't have come back. But, I mean, he is from an older era where if you're not, if you're not dead, you're performing. So that might have been something to it. And same with Chris Jericho. But Chris Jericho saying that's kind of funny because if I remember when he was in WWE during 2017 main event of SummerSlam, when Brock Lesnar busted Randy Orton's head open, he was ready to fight Brock Lesnar. He didn't know yeah. if it was if that was the finish or Brock was taking liberties against Randy, and they told him so. He was that was interesting hearing from him, and then him saying this was a concussion, but which wasn't a concussion. But I think that yeah, Matt had a concussion. That's yeah. Do Do you think AEW should have stopped the match? I think they should have, yeah, I think they should have got him out as quickly as possible, stop the match, or just do some BS, roll up, and get him out. Um, That's the only time a roll up is okay. 
for the entire wrestling world to know that's the only time for a roll up is a good finish. Yeah, they they should have done that. Even just this past Monday, uh, we're not going to talk about Raw like that, but just on Monday because it correlates with this. Mickey James had her; she popped her shoulder, and so they had to wrap that match up quickly. And everyone's like, "Oh, that finish looked ugly." But then when you found out through the grapevines that yeah, Mickey legit got hurt. You gotta when wrestlers get hurt like that, you gotta get them out so they can get that medical attention because they take too many bumps and their lives are already shortened by all the bumps they've taken. You don't want to shorten them any more than it has to. Exactly. I know um, from everything I read, like they had like the doctors look at them and all that stuff, quote unquote, you know, like during the match or whatnot. Mm -hmm. And but Matt wanted to continue. And this seems to be the big debate or another big debate in like the wrestling community, because I feel like this spot completely just out blew all out pay-per-view. That was the only thing people were talking about was Matt Hardy. Nothing else really got talked about. It seemed like everybody wanted to talk about Matt Hardy and I completely get it. I do not. And this is just one of my hot takes. I'm going to have tonight. I think wrestling needs to be treated like how football is treated. Mm -hmm. So when someone takes a bad shot in football, they pull them out of the game. They do the concussion, you know, testing and all that. I think anytime a bad bump happens, it, I don't think it should be left up to the wrestler. And I think you nailed it on the head. Yeah. Matt Hardy is an old school wrestler. You know, if you're not dead, you're wrestling, but let's, I mean, not, not to get on the touchy subject, but let's talk about kind of Chris Benoit. How many concussions did he take? And we all know what happened with Chris Benoit. I think it should just be, hey, this bad bump, you're getting pulled. And just whatever happens in the storyline, wrestling always constantly evolves and always changes stories. That, in my opinion, is, is how it should be. Right. I agree, too, because with wrestling, I mean, we've seen storylines get changed because people have broken kayfabe, got caught by TMZ, or um, they had to be written off because they had other movies and stuff like that, um, pregnancies. So they've been super, they're super creative. They're some of the best creative minds on the planet. So when someone gets hit like that, I mean, it. I mean, you guys can work around that story, but you got to get that guy or girl checked out because I mean, that's long-term success that you're losing if they have to be out for an extended period of time. And I think they're getting better. I mean, I was shocked this past January when like edge came back from the rumble, it's like neck or like when Daniel, mm-hmm. or when Daniel Bryan came back, still haven't seen Paige come back because she got messed up. And I feel like if you don't have like, maybe three to four doctors saying that you can come back. They don't have you come back. So I agree with the football thing is the only thing would be hard is that they can't, I don't know if they'll be taking them out every mid match, but the roll up, get them out, have a tent ready. I think they should have a tent ready, like next to the announcers, maybe not so close that you see them on TV, but they should always have medical right there. I don't think they do. They always come running from the ramp. But that's what they need going forward. I, I agree 100% because that that was a hard bump. That was a scary bump. You know, I'm glad I'm glad Matt Hardy's okay. But I, I think Matt Hardy needs to just look out after his three kids and his wife. And wrestling can be on the back burner. He's a legend. He's going down as a legend. There's no doubt there. Just be safe. I mean, I understand AEW is certainly doing way more risky things than WWE, and I and I'm glad, but just do it in that safe way. That way, when something bad happens, hey, what, whatever the case is, you know, because of what was it? Matt was going to leave AEW if he lost a match. Yeah, like how many people have have you know loser leaves town match? You know, shows up you know x amount of time later. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that could have been a storyline of you didn't beat me. You just damn near broke my neck. Yeah. Let a real match, you know, it just shows up later, surprises Sammy and calls it a day. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think like you even brought up, that's the only thing I even remember from that pay-per-view, even though there was a mimosa match, which 
I think <laughs> I think it's funny that Chris Jericho was one partaking in that, but then he would talk about some things that WWE did, which were dumb. But a mimosa match is a little bit too much for me. But I guess going going forward, just to say on AEW, they had a new superstar debut since the last time we recorded together, and it was Mirio, aka Rusev. And I was shocked. I didn't think he was coming back to wrestling for a bit. I thought he was going to take some time off with his games and all of that. But he showed up, and he's the best guy, Mirio. And I was like, good for him. I hope they utilize him. He's a great talent. What did you think about uh, Mirio slash Rusev coming to AEW? I, I was shocked to see it, but I was, I was happy to see it. Rusev, Mirio, he's, we all know he's great in the ring. Sure, he you know he always had Lana as a mouthpiece for ninety nine percent of his career, but he's always been entertaining. I I really think WWE let him down because Rusev was so hot when Rusev Day was happening. I mean that was one of the most over things in that time, in my opinion, and they just crapped all over it. So to see him show up. He's going to be with Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford. You know, I I don't know a ton about Kip Sabian, to be completely honest. But I'm excited to see what he does. I mean, I think he's just going to come out and just beat the hell out of people. But we all know him. You know, he can have great matches with Cody Rhodes and yeah. uh, Brody Lee and Moxley. I mean, he's already had matches with them. Plus all the, I mean, is he going to be on a tag team? Is he going to be a singles guy? What's he going to do? I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah, I think with Rusev, just to make that parallel to football as we like we're navigating through COVID and like when people opt out and you're like, ooh, so-and-so opt out. Like the bigger teams get like things. They were just like, oh, now Rusev's at AEW. They already had Dean Ambrose, Jericho's there. Um, Luke Harper for their WWE names are there. So now Rusev is like, all right, more and more people are going to AEW. They're opening up the pocketbooks. I just wonder if they can continuously pay these guys and girls close to the amount of money they were making at WWE. And yeah, Rusev's first run when he was with WWE, he was undefeated until WrestleMania 31 when he lost the U.S title to um john cena i know back then everyone was like mm, i don't know about that but then when you saw the u.s open title run it it all worked out but yeah but it's rusev he was always getting in trouble not even him per se but with his wife real life wife lana real name cj perry who we are going to talk about a lot at the end of this <laughs> episode she's the primary focus so Good for him. Can't wait to see what he does. And we'll just have to wait and see. And then what also happened last time we recorded was NXT TakeOver 2. Now, I mean, Super Tuesday 2. Because we recorded about Super Tuesday 1, where they had the tie with Finn and Adam. And then they had their match, Finn and Adam, for the NXT title. They weren't even the main event, which we were both shocked by. Um, it was, it was uh, Rhea Ripley and them, who, the Steel Cage match. But Finn... Finn beat Adam to become NXT champion. I think we both had that prediction. Uh, when you yes. watched the match, um, did you think it was the right call? Did you like the match? Do you think they should have just done this in the first place? Is this what they were going towards? Honestly, I personally liked the sudden death match probably more than I liked the Iron Man match. Okay, okay. I think Finn going over was the right call. I just thought it was a very, very good, solid wrestling match. And I think those guys could even go a whole nother level. And I think eventually it's going to happen again and again. I think those two are always going to be side by side in the WWE wrestling business. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a, I, I was a fan. I, I liked it. I was so, so surprised when it they came out, Finn came out first, and I'm like, what? Like, this is, oh, okay. Like, 
hey, way to like the ending of the Iron Man match was a little screwy. Mm-hmm. But I, I do like the fact they didn't make us wait longer than just one week. They just had it right off the rip. I thought that was actually pretty cool. Yeah, I did too. Um, and I really do like the matches where it's just like it's him versus him. No BS, no stables. Let's just see who the better wrestler is and let's put on a show. I do like like last man saying like I like the gimmick matches too, but when it's just two dudes or two girls going at it and there's no distractions and it's a clean finish, I really do enjoy those matches. And now with Finn as champion, it opens up a lot of different avenues. I don't I think that's the reason they couldn't go with Adam because Adam was champ for almost two years. So with Finnish champ, you have Inverse Massa, Gargano, um, Damian Priest. Like there's a whole slew of people where Finn can fight as champion. And shoot, later down the line, Adam could get the rematch if he's staying at NXT, if he's not moving up anytime soon. So I think the door is wide open with Finn reigning as champ again. Absolutely. I do not predict Adam Cole moving up until the absolute minimal of after WrestleMania. Yeah. He he would be a great surprise at like the Royal Rumble. And then like, yeah. snag the Intercontinental title at the lazy booking six-man ladder man matches they have. <laughs> the lazy Intercontinental six-man ladder match first uh, match on a WrestleMania. He'd be a perfect one to win that before we go into the third party stuff there was another thing i wanted to bring up that was said by um one of our favorite guys phil brooks aka cm punk he he's another one i know we talked about this a couple podcasts ago with triple h telling ryback that there wasn't going to be another big superstar um since john cena but then CM Punk, he didn't say John Cena's name um, when he said his thing, but he basically said the same exact thing, that there's nobody he sees as the next megastar in wrestling. So I have two questions for you. One, what would you define as a megastar in wrestling, and do you think that he is wrong? So when I think megastar, I think of the crossover the guy who does the main events but also does all of the public appearances you know like on the today show or does movies you know it, when you think back to when wwe was the hottest during the attitude era mm-hmm. your two mega stars was stone cold steve austin and the rock and they did everything both in and outside of the ring so that's what i think both Stone Cold and both The Rock have done movies. The Rock has certainly done more movies and better movies, I would say. But do I think CM Punk is wrong? Absolutely. Okay. And I hate that I'm about to say these words. I mean, it it hurts my soul to say it. (laughs) But there is technically, I think two options for a homegrown megastar in and out of the ring. And that is one Roman reigns. Oh, he's already done movies with his cousin, the rock. He he runs everything in WWE, whether we like it or not. Oh, I mean, we've come to terms with that. What? Three years ago. I'm still not (laughs) at terms with it. You understand if you're a Bray, if you're if you're a diehard cult of Bray Wyatt fan, you you'll never really come to terms with it. You just try to accept it and move on. But the next one who could do, I think, the mega star. I guess I want to say the next one, but I also have like kind of like a quarter person who could who has quarter has done it, hasn't done it full time. Would be Charlotte. Would be the next one. Let's face it. When Charlotte comes back, you know she's going to run the show. There's no doubt. Charlotte, you know, has has the look that the it look that everybody likes, and 
I I could see her being the next mega star. Why? Like, could it be a woman? Absolutely, it could. I I don't see why not. But let's. But like the quarter person I was thinking of. Do you remember how much star power Ronda Rousey had when she came into the WWE? Absolutely. I mean, I know when I, I was at a Monday Night Raw up in Cleveland and Ronda Rousey was there. And if I remember correctly, I think she tore up like Ruby Riot and like the Riot Squad. That's about But uh, I mean, the pop she had was nuts. I was one of the four people who weren't screaming their heads off. But that pop was was huge. So we kind of already in a way had it. But of course, Ronda wasn't full time. She was there doing her short contract. She headlined WrestleMania. But yeah, I think CM Punk is 1000% wrong. Vince will always make a mega star. Whether we like the star or not, he's going to make it happen. Absolutely. So I think with this mega star thing, it is tricky. I do agree with you that I think there's going to be one if there's not already people building. I don't know if that person's good. I mean, John Cena is you. You don't have to watch wrestling to know who John Cena is. Like you either know him from hosting and Nickelodeon stuff or hosting the ESPYs. If you do the You Can't See Me, it comes from John Cena. You know the You Can't, the John Cena prank call. And I mean, for the, in, in full disclaimer to everyone who's listening, if you don't know me, that that's my guy. Like, since I was little and I still follow him to this day. But I think that with Punk saying that, I do believe Ronda Rousey, I mean, because she was just a star in MMA. So she did bring that appeal to when she went to WWE, and I mean, she got the title in like a month because of star power. Roman and Charlotte, Charlotte was doing the stuff with ESPN, the body issue, but if you do remember when they had that triple threat at WrestleMania, one of ESPN's taglines was really that she was Ric Flair's daughter. It didn't even have like multiple <laughs> times. And she called, she called him out on it, so it was... So that wasn't oh, just I forgot a, about that. So that wasn't a work. That was a shoot. She was like really mad that they disrespected her like that and they had everyone else's credentials. But I think the biggest thing with CM Punk saying that is like, if you went to a non-wrestler and you said, do you know who Roman Reigns is? Because even with the movies that he was in with The Rock, he wasn't credited as Roman Reigns. I think he was credited as his real name, Joe. She'd be like, who the heck is that? But I... <laughs> So that's the thing, but I do agree that there's always going to be that next mega star, but is it going to be to the point of the last mega star? That's always remains to be unseen. Because even as big as John Cena is, and I love that man. I mean, he's not, he's super big. He's not as big as The Rock. I mean, The Rock's the biggest star probably in culture-wise, like, mainstream in wrestling history. Everyone knows who he is. So, I don't know. I think that you're right that there'll be another megastar or they're already building up. I thought, personally, the two outside the ones you already said, uh, Daniel Bryant during the Yes movement in its peak because you had arenas and sports arenas doing the Yes chant like when their teams were playing. Mm -hmm. And I think also Becky Lynch. I felt like she was really, really, really ascending. That it, When she had the bloody nose, the official donning of the man, that was mainstream. Uh, the way she went at Ronda Rousey on Twitter, it, she was one building too. I don't know how that heat's going to be when she comes back, if it's going to be the same flames that she can light up or it's going to be dull now. But those were the two I can remember recently, like, the Daniel Bryan Yes Movement and the Becky Lynch The Man were peak building of mainstream stars. I'm going to disagree with you on the Daniel Bryan one. Really? I, I am. And here, here's why. Because you're completely right about everybody was doing the Yes chant. I mean, I have a Pittsburgh Pirate shirt that has Yes, Yes, Yes on it. But I don't 
could Daniel Bryan be a mega star? Absolutely. Do I think he wants to be? No. 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 I think Bryan wants to live in like a little cottage somewhere in the Northwest and just be with him and his kids and his wife. I just don't think that's what he wants. But I completely get where you're coming from on everything else on that, on, on saying Daniel Bryan. It makes sense. But I just don't think Brian wants that for his life. He's a super simple dude. That's why I think I, I think that's why he resonated with so many people is he's just a dude who just likes wrestling and he wants to save the earth. To push back a little bit on the Daniel Bryan thing. Yeah, I agree. He is a super simple dude, but he's also a super simple dude with a very attractive wife who's always in the spotlight with her sister because those two, the Bellas, are trying to be those Omega big stars. If you do remember, WWE had Total Divas, and then they gave the Bellas their own show. Oh, trust me. I, I've watched both Divas and Bellas. No, no shame in this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you make a very great point on that. So, like, he's the normal dude... Who's getting, which I think about, I don't even know how that storyline works. He's a normal dude who's getting kicked around, but then has the hot wife at home. So it's like, is he really getting kicked around? Now, if you think about it years later. But yeah, but with Total Divas and Total Bellas, it comes right to what you just said. Vince and them will do whatever it takes to get these people in the mainstream if they can benefit from it. So that's, you're right on that. But. When it doesn't benefit them and it hurts the company, they say, F all that. We're shutting it down. And that is the segue <laughs> to the main part of this podcast. If you guys have been living under a rock, um, about a week or so ago, WWE came out of nowhere and basically said we're banning all third party you can't be doing stuff with other people like no it's it's a wrap you work for us you're only doing stuff for us and when you think of third party stuff it's like no more twitch no more getting forced by some company on instagram no more doing these random commercials or youtube ads none of that and it came out of left field like i was shocked when it came out you were shocked i know some of my other buddies were shocked we're like what in the heck is going on? And they sent out a full detailed thing saying, yeah, we can't, this is to, these actions are necessary in order to help rebuild our brand. So I want you, Jacob, to just tell the audience how this came to be. Okay. So when, like Martin said, when all this came out here in left field, I put on my detective cap and I said, what the hell happened? Because some, something big happened because the, the WWE doesn't just blow up like that. I mean, they've done a lot of dumb stuff, but they were saying that you couldn't use your wrestling name and you in that WWE also owned your real name. Mm-hmm. That is what got me more than the, hey, you can't do third-party stuff. It's a, we own your real name. I'm like, you, you don't own people's real names. I mean, look at Ryback. He literally changed his names from Ryan Reeves to Ryback Reeves. (laughs) Like, nah, you you don't own people's names. But so after some investigating, we found out that there were two main or there was one main culprit followed by a second lesser of a culprit. Turns out Lana Rusev, Miro's wife, CJ Perry decided to do a bang energy commercial not one but she did two (laughs) and basically it's not much of a commercial it's like a 30 second shot of lana holding up a bang energy drink showing off her boobs and then dancing around shaking her ass showing off her boobs and that's it like she doesn't go like bang energy drink or if she did, I don't remember, <laughs> but she did two commercials like that. And then this is the funniest one. 
This one, I busted out laughing when I found this one. Mustafa Ali, who I haven't heard his name in months. Thought he was when was the last time you heard Mustafa's name or it, Ali or whatever? Well, whatever he's going by now. I thought he was the hacker on SmackDown, but I was wrong. <laughs> that that storyline doesn't exist. Nope, it doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> nope. This is not the hacker you're looking for. Mm-mm. But anyways, so <laughs> Mustafa Ali does a he gets sponsored by manscaped and i think everybody has heard one trillion ads for manscaped <laughs> mustafa ali it comes out and he is sitting in the a wwe locker room and he goes hi i'm mustafa ali and i'm here to save your balls <laughs> I am WWE superstar Mustafa Ali, and I am here to save your balls. Now, in case we forgot, WWE is a family-friendly entertainment show. That is their niche. It is about the kids, very PG for the most part. Every now and then we get we get something cool, but oh my god. They killed everything. Now, I did see that WWE did start backpedaling a lot, though. Yes. Because there was outrage from both inside the company and tons of outrage from outside. Now, from what I've read, you can still do YouTube, Cameo, Twitch, all that stuff, but you have to use your real name. Because apparently WWE realized, hey, we actually don't own their real name. They just can't address themselves as, hi, I'm WWE superstar, CJ Perry, or Lana, or whatever. Like, you just can't use WWE. You just have to do it on your own. So that's good. (laughs) But this was wild. This was huge. What's your take on it, buddy? Oh, this is probably... This is the biggest wrestling news since when they had to have no fans at WrestleMania and it became two nights. Like, this was just crazy. Like, you already talked about how it went. And Lana, I don't know how many strikes this woman is going to be given. Because <laughs> she always messes things up. And the fact that she's still in the company is just mind-boggling to me. Um, and you already said, like, I'm even reading a thing from AJ Styles when he had an interview and he was talking about the stream's going to continue. Like, they want you, they want them to do that. They want them to do YouTube. It's just they want to be cautious. And, like, you even talked about, like, yeah, it, the backlash, that was some real heat. If they wanted heat, that's what they got. Even people like the presidential candidate Andrew Yang started going WWE. <laughs> And I'm like, Andrew Yang is coming at WWE? But he was the Mr. Give Every American a $1,000. Uh, so I, I would understand why he would. <laughs> I just think it was so crazy. But Lana doing the Bang Energy, for those who don't know, Bang Energy is just the place who signs all, any Instagram model you have followed. It's probably sponsored by Bang Energy. That is what they do. They get attractive women, put them in swimsuits, parade a drink that none of those women drink in real life and you know it mm-hmm. and manscape i mean they get they get attractive dudes in shape dudes talking about cleaning up your balls so i just felt like two the people who did it too are the idiots of the company i was like you didn't think that this would be wrong like i would think that they would go to wwe be like hey i'm about to do such and such it's cool but they just up and did it uh, and then Lana, too, on Monday, she lost in, like, one move, even though she's not a good wrestler. But she lost in one move. Then she got put through the table. So I don't know if she has heat now backstage. Uh, Rusev is kind of worried about his wife at WWE because he thinks she has heat for the a- him going to AEW and then this stuff. But when I researched it, too, because I was like, all right, time to check on my guy. And I read this article about John Cena because about the um, first name, like the real names and all of that. And that if your real name 
is your wrestling name, WWE technically has intellectual property rights on your name. What? Yeah, and, and John Cena is the biggest real name. I guess you can make the case for Brock Lesnar. Uh, one of the biggest real name who uses his real name in wrestling, him, Brock Lesnar, Randy Orton. So I read that, and um, Tom Holyhue, who he was talking on his episode of Dropkick Discussions, was talking about WWE owns the name John Cena, and that's John Cena's actual name. That means whenever John Cena's filming, whenever he's credited in a film, WWE gets a pay cut, and they get the cut of the profits. And there are currently other people who are working WWE using their real names, and the WWE gets that cut too because of intellectual property. And then I had to be like, hold on. Has John Cena ever talked about this? And he did. I don't know if you remember. It's when he first became champion. And he was on Howard Stern. And he. Oh, I do remember this. Because he was actually okay with paying Correct. Vince. He talked about the murky thing of intellectual property. And Howard Stern asked him if he was okay with this. And he said, yeah, because he felt like he owed it to Vince McMahon becoming the man that he is. And that he wouldn't have any of the stuff that he has now or is going to get if he wasn't John Cena, the champ of wrestling. So, yeah, so this was talked about in 06, but it just flew under our noses until 2020, and here we are. And then you think of someone like The Rock, who he owns his whole name. There's an interview, I think, with Howard as well, where he talks about, no, I own The Rock name. So I don't know how he finagled that, but it's crazy. Because it's like going forward, any wrestler, I don't think you can use your real name. Like you have to make up a wrestling name because if you do your real name and you leave, then they're going to get a cut of it. And if you leave on bad terms, then they still get a cut of it. So it, it, this is crazy. It's like, and I was so excited to actually talk to you about this because like going forward, you got to watch what you name yourself in wrestling. And then... Just to go off that, too, with the Pages and the Selena Vegas, when they get on Twitch, I mean, I don't even know if they're good at video games, but they wear sometimes less gear than they do in the ring and than they do when they're doing their Twitch streams. So they know what they're doing to get these followers, and I don't know if WWE is okay with that. So that was another thing. I think it's geared towards the women because... They make less than the men, and they're trying to compensate for that. But they also promote; they'll promote Austin um, Xavier Woods's YouTube channel. They'll promote those things, um, promoting Alexa Bliss's podcast she's starting or Corey Graves' stuff. But when you do some scandalous stuff like that, they'll be the first ones to cut you out. And we saw that AEW already took a swipe at them. They're taking all sorts of shots. Okay, talking about our, our AW superstar and Twitch streamer, Penelope Ford. Make sure you check out her Twitch on our official channel. Or Mirio, a.k.a. Rusev, taking sweats, saying, I love my video games. I'm still going to be playing my video games. I'm glad to be with a company that allows me to do both and won't get in trouble. Like, it, it's, it's wild. Oh, even uh, on Being the Elite the YouTube show Brody Lee just did a whole thing with the dark order where he was screaming at them for being on Twitch and YouTube and everything else. And I mean, it was funny stuff, but they're, they're just taking jabs, which, Hey, it's good stuff. I like it. It's very, very interesting. So now I'm thinking of person like Brock Lesnar. I don't, he, that's his real name. Now I want to know what his contract was like. Did Brock Lesnar get his name before WWE did? Because Brock Lesnar left. He was in Japan winning the championship there. He was in UFC doing all those things. And I know WWE was not getting a cut of that money. So I want to see how that is. Or someone like Randy Orton. Who else is using their real name um, right now? Johnny Gargano. That's, yeah, that's his real Is Tommaso's real name Tommaso Ciampa? And Adam Cole, Adam Cole, that's not Adam Cole. Is that his real name? No, Adam Cole, God, his name is actually hilarious, his real name. Let me find this here. It's, uh, gosh, it's Adam Cole. 
is Austin Jenkins. Oh, goodness. So, yeah, uh, I mean, no, no offense to uh, Austin Jenkins, but that's not a wrestling name. <laughs> Stick with Adam Cole. Yeah, so it, it's something to really follow because I don't think any Twitch or YouTubes have stopped. I'm just even thinking of someone like Mandy Rose, who is, I mean, she, see, now just thinking about it, too, there's been a lot of women who have graced, like, the cover of Maxim. Mandy Rose was the latest one. I think she was the latest one since Eva Marie to be a wrestler, to be on the cover of Maxim. So it's like, I've seen those people on there. Shoot, we're old enough to remember some of the wrestlers who were in Playboy. Oh, were they using their wrestling names? And Playboy and WWE was okay in that. And Playboy, I mean, it could be a lot worse than Instagram. I know some of the people don't know what Playboy is because it's not as big as like Instagram or like OnlyFans, but it's crazy. Now, that'd be the next thing. Which wrestler is going to be bold enough to try and get on OnlyFans? Lana. Well, 100% Lana, because Lana doesn't care. I mean, if you Google CJ or Lana in like Pornhub or anything, you're going to find Lana's videos on there. And that was way before WWE back when I think she was just acting. So she's done some stuff in the back in the past. Oh, I would remember too. We talked about this months ago where Sonny, Sonny was on OnlyFans and JR was endorsing her. Of course, JR was. <laughs> Absolutely, JR was. Good for him on it. <laughs> So do you think WWE was right or wrong or where do you stand with everything? Oh. As just a normal person, I think they were wrong. As a normal person. But if I put myself in the shoes as an employer, I wouldn't be wanting my people to just be doing whatever the hell they wanted endorsement wise. And then it looks bad on, on us like a manscaping and bang energy. And if you guys like those companies, more power to you. I don't have anything really against them. I just know what they're about. Like, come on now. So that's, that's what's really tough for me. Cause I'm like, if I'm Vince, I can't have Lana just promote some garbage. And you're using your wrestling name and they look you up and then they find your profile on our website. And it's just, and it's, I guess it's consistent too of what they do, because I mean, if they don't like you, you're just cut. You're out, period. If you do something stupid, you're out. You don't see, I mean, even you think of someone like Big Cass, Big Cass really got the boot for them because he was bringing politics into the locker room. Yeah. So they try and keep as neutral as possible. I don't know. As a person, I think they're wrong and they've been backtracking. But as an employer, I can see how they did it. But just saying ban everything, that was that was bad press. Bad, bad, bad. What do you think? I I agree with you. I think when it I when this first all when they first announced all this stuff, I think they're one hundred percent in the wrong. I think once they backpedaled and took a look at the big picture, I think they started doing the right thing because like you said, they, they're a PG company. Mm -hmm. And like you said, people can look up their names. Oh, Hey, they go to WWE.com and you know, pay 99, a month to watch them on the, on the, uh, network. But I get it. I, I get why Vince was like, no, nah, like all this is done. But then pro- I imagine it was probably AJ and Xavier Woods probably went up to him and was like, dude, no, they're a bunch of dumbasses. We're not. We're just Twitch streaming. Like we're just making this side money. And he's probably like, oh, oh, oh okay. Well, I like. If you're going to do it, just use your real name. That's the safest way to do it. You know, if you're going out and doing a bunch of dumb stuff with your real wrestler or with your wrestling name, 
and it looks poorly on the company. Like I'm not allowed to go out in my job and wear my uniform, go to a bar, get smashed. And because if that goes back to my company, then I get fired for that because I'm not, I'm representing the company and I'm doing a bunch of this bad stuff. I get why they did it. They acted very poorly in the beginning, but they made up for it in the end. So I think it's all going to work out. Honestly, that's my hot take. I agree because this goes back to our third thing we talked about. If you want that next megastar John Cena, you got to let these people branch out to other platforms. You can't not let them branch out, but then you want them to be the biggest star on planet Earth. Doesn't work like that. Yeah. Like, and we're going to be following this for a while. If anything changes, you'll see us again two weeks from now on our wrestling update. Jacob, do you have anything you want to say to the fans and listeners out there? So I, I have one more hot oh, take. Oh, go ahead. So back to NXT Super Tuesday 2, Sudden Death. I forgot to mention this. So the match was good, but you know what intrigued me more than the match? What? Was after the match. The backstage segment with, it had uh, William Regal, Triple H, your new champion, Finn Balor, and Adam Cole. And Adam Cole came up, congratulated him, said, great match. You know, they two-sweeted each other, and everything was smiles and hunky-dory. Everybody was happy with everyone. Very, very face-like. Later in the show, you have Undisputed Era beat down Killian Dane and Drake Maverick, or however that ended up going, but they beat the hell out of them, which was very heelish. I've said this, I think, on every podcast, but it's it's coming. Adam Cole is going to be leaving the Undisputed Era on his own volition or by force. I'm predicting by force because they are very slowly setting this up. And I think it's going to come back to it's going to have to be, you know, um, Bobby Fish or... Oh, what's the other one's name? I'm having a blank here. Um, Roger. Not Roger. Not Roderick. Um, Kyle O'Reilly. I think it's going to be Kyle O'Reilly that's going to take him out because Undisputed Era lost or wasn't able to win that tag title match because of the whole Pat McAfee, Adam Cole angle. They lost the match because of all that crap. And I think that's going to come and bite him in the ass. So... I'll continue to say it. It's my hot take. And eventually when it happens, we're going to go back and be like, it was predicted here first on the L7C podcast. We're way ahead of the times and every other podcast out there, <laughs> but it's a common. And you have any opinion on that one? I do think for Adam's next feud, the only people left that he hasn't feuded with is his own team. So, I do think that that would be a very logical thing. I also feel like if they were his last matches in NXT before he comes to the main roster, that would be perfect because he could do the story. Like everyone thinks I only succeeded because of the undisputed era. Well, I'm going to flip the bird to them and I'm going to make it on the main roster. I think that would actually, that would be lead to a great storyline. If they keep it slowly building, let it explode around, uh, winter time, and then him on the main roster by the spring. Yep, uh, like like I said, uh, I I think it won't be till after Mania because I could see this build up happening until Mania. Um, if you like, I don't know if you know this, but him and Kyle O'Reilly, they had some awesome matches in Ring of Honor back in the day. Like they can tear the house down. So. It's it's a common. I, I'm predicting it. That's my big hot hot take of the night. Um, other than that, thanks again for having me on. I love this stuff. <laughs> I, I do one more quick thing because you brought up Tuesday on um, the Super Tuesdays. Um, the ratings have been really good on the. They've been close to eight hundred thousand, close to nine hundred thousand. 
and AEW has been doing really well on their Wednesdays. Is that something that WWE later down the line is going to think about instead of doing this Wednesday night war? We got, let's just move to Tuesday. 100%. They need to move to Tuesday. They need to let AEW do their thing. Let NXT do their thing. Everybody's going to make more money because NXT has beaten AEW three times in the ratings since they both went live on Wednesdays. I think it's been three, three times. It hasn't been a lot. AEWs usually typically beat them in the ratings, but um, NXT has had had his wins. Yeah, so I I think they need to move the Tuesdays. I like it because TNA is on Tuesdays, but I don't know a ton of people that watch TNA. I, I know the product's getting better. I do pay attention to it more, but I know I'd, I'm going to watch NXT on Tuesdays over TNA. So I say go for it. Everybody's going to make more money. It's a no-brainer in my opinion. Yeah, I think we're going to have to maybe next two weeks from now we really go through the pros and cons of that. And yeah, I really enjoyed uh, this episode we had a lot of good contact, especially this third party stuff, because this is just wild. And everyone, thank you for listening. Uh, make sure you check out our other wrestling episodes. You can just go scroll through and you'll see them. We're talking wrestling every two weeks, so you can count on us to give you the latest in wrestling news across WWE, AEW. Um, we haven't hit New Japan yet. We're going to hit them soon. And we- Oh, yeah. G1 starting up in... In oh, two weeks, yeah, we have, we're gonna bring them up. Um, and we're gonna TNA, I mean, laughable, but it's still wrestling. Uh, <laughs> Ring of Honor, we're gonna be bringing you all that stuff. So, thank you guys again for listening to the L7C podcast. Thank you to our wrestling expert, Jacob, for taking his time to hop on the call. We appreciate all you listeners. <laughs> we'll be back in two weeks talking more wrestling, and we'll talk to you guys later. Take care, later, guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of the L7C Podcast. Be sure to like, rate, review, and subscribe to the channel. Follow us on all social media platforms, and we'll be talking to you guys soon. Take care.